All right, welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. It's Friday night. That means the law of one. Share this out, share this out, share this out. <clears throat> okay, we're live. I will be monitoring the chat. So if you guys have any questions, let me know. I'm going to share this out as well. And we'll get things going. We ended up on session 95 question number seven or eight so i'm going back to seven and we'll pick up there so session 95 question number seven is where we'll be starting my camera's twitching so i'm not sure if i'll show myself let me see if it's working right now i've been using Streamyard all the week and last week and not obs and i'm using obs to do this broadcast and so the camera is having a problem it keeps freezing on me let's see if i'm okay there oh i see i didn't set myself to the screen either so there i am namaste but i'm not on the on the screen the proper way let me transform this here and um fit it to the screen there we go so right now my camera's working it kept shutting off while, while i was prepping i've been running like crazy it's it's um mad craziness that i even there's some sacred sacred geometry uh that i made it here on time i ran out of some of my uh, my blood pressure pill and a couple of others and i had ordered them to be delivered and for some reason that didn't go through but i was unaware of it Right, so I then had to find out on the computer that it didn't go through, and I had ran out by this time, and I'm like, oh no, so then I did an emergency order, and when I did, it was too late for me to get to the pharmacy, because the only pharmacy I can go to that doesn't have five million people in line in a parking lot that's <clears throat> that's like five miles wide and always packed, was to be to drive like uh, seven miles across town. Well, I live in, in Sacramento. Seven miles across Sacramento is like 35, 45 minutes because <laughs> you, you can't get on the freeway. And if you try to get on the freeway, it's longer because it's almost rush hour traffic. So what's going on here with the signal over here? Let me check. I'm looking at the monitor over here. And, and for some reason, I don't know if it's my phone tripping or if it's, um, no, there it goes. So it was tripping. It looks like it was tripping, and um, and you guys might have gotten bumped off the live signal. Hopefully you'll come back. I don't know what. Facebook has been out of control, stupid, falling apart in the last week, hasn't it? So, <laughs> right? So share this out. Share this out. So um, I had to t – and, and then I was running late because we're doing this summit coming up for Earth Day. I don't know if you guys can hear my cat. He's over here crying because I closed the office, and he's stuck in here for right now. Um Coming up on the 21st and the 22nd of April, which is next week, uh, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, is Earth Day. Right? Why do I say that Earth Day is actually the 22nd? But since we're on a planet that is 24 hours long, when we hit the 22nd over here, it's already the 23rd in some places on the planet. So we're doing a two-day event, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. West Coast America time. And we have speakers from... I think 14 different countries, right, from all around the world uh, speaking. So that's going to be cool. We have Australia, South Africa, Bali. We have, uh, that's in Indonesia. We have uh, Ireland, Scotland, Canada, America, um, the U.K., England. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm leaving people out, <laughs> right, from all walks of life, from everywhere, <clears throat> You know, this microphone's working overtime. It's actually working better than it normally does. And I'm actually, uh, for some of you, I might even reverb out a little bit right there. So I apologize if the signal is acting um, screwy because Facebook has been just junk 
for the last two weeks. It's just been horrible. Messenger is down. Uh, Instagram is on and off. Facebook itself is on and off, on and off. Right, so that's crazy. So we're doing a, a two-day event uh, coming up. It's free. It will be broadcast, simulcast on Orion Rising, right here on Orion Rising, the page. Also on Candlebook and Broom, because it's being brought to you by Orion Rising and Candlebook and Broom. So we'll be broadcasting it here on Candlebook and Broom, uh, uh, the page on Facebook as well as my um, YouTube channel on YouTube. Uh, so that'll be that'll be cool. Um, that's a free event. We'll be sharing that. You guys can share that willingly to wherever you want to share it. Once you grab the link, uh, that will be done via Streamyard. And so all of the chats, I think, except maybe the YouTube chat. So I'll, I'll have an extra monitor up to be monitoring that. But all the other, unless they fix that problem, because um, they didn't have permission, YouTube didn't have permission uh, uh, to to do that. Uh, but everybody else on Facebook, if you guys are watching it, no matter where you pick it up, you type in the chat there in some group that somebody shared it to. That chat goes into the StreamYard chat in the studio where we'll be broadcasting from. So that'll be okay, right? Um, so that'll be kind of cool, right? So that, uh, you guys can come check it out. There's a lot of like really cool stuff that's going to be going on for Earth Day around the world, of course. Uh, but we're going to be putting on this summit 12 hours a day. Uh, for two days and it's it's rocking we have um, way too many speakers in fact we're turning people down now uh, that that want to come on and speak because we don't have any more slots available unless we want to go longer than 12 hours a day right <laughs> so I don't know that I want to do that uh, 12 hours is my maximum I very rarely have made it to uh, to 13 or 14 uh, only when Omar pushes me <laughs> when he's doing his stuff and I'm helping him I'll stay with him to the to the bitter end he knows that <laughs> so if he goes 15 or 16 I'm sitting there with him the whole time he knows that otherwise I won't do that on my own I'll push I'll push 12 and then go all right that's it we got to go um, but you know if I'm if I'm doing the you know a gig with Neil from Portal to Ascension or Omar from Watchers Talk I'll, I'll stay with those guys like the Marines first one in last one out right okay so that's coming up. So you guys should check that out. Um, we have I have stuff up on the on the page for you guys to look at a commercial for it and a meme for it. Um, we're going to put up another banner I am working on. It's been really really crazy uh, putting this all together. We've had uh, just uh, three and a half weeks to do this because I was working on a project with Omar and, and that lasted a month to get together. And that was a three day event which was freaking crazy phenomenal. And if you guys haven't seen it, go to Watchers Talk and uh, get the link from there and take that and go and watch what we had and the guests we had from all around the world. It was incredibly, it was bigger than the event we're doing for Earth Day. Uh, so you guys should check that out. Okay, so um, if, if you, you know, you guys are going to have to, I don't know if you've even made any comments in the chat because everything's tripping here. So um, let me, let me go over here. I have to look at this from a different angle here so I can read the chat at the same time. Told you my phone's tripping and Facebook is tripping, right? So let me hop over here where I can watch both and they can see you guys talking in the chat. I got to make sure of that right there. Yeah, see, Sherry's there. Welcome, Sherry. Right. Reese is there. Right. Welcome. 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 I share this out. Share this out. Like I said, uh, say hi to me in the chat. So I know you're there. I am monitoring the chat. If you have questions at any time, please feel free to type them in the chat and I will stop what we're doing to answer that question if I can. Right. All right. So we're at the law of one. Let me go over here uh, and click on where are we at here? 
there. That's the studio for Facebook. Let's move that to there. So you guys are looking at the law of one. I'll go full screen. This is uh, the video that I'm playing is LL Research approved material. I say this beginning of every show. That way, in case you just tune in, just find this for the first time, you have an understanding of what's going on. Okay, so it's LL Research approved. Back between 1981 and 1984, a group of people who are calling themselves the LL Research Group, which is still in existence to this day, still around. But the people who founded it are all gone. They've all, they've all died. Um, but, but because it was like founded in the 60s. Two of them committed suicide, and um, uh, Carla just died in 2015 or 2016. Uh, and she died from her um, injuries due to... Uh, her succumbing to the injuries due to all of her ailments that she's had over the years and all of the attempts on her life to stop her from channeling raw. Uh, so that took her toll, took its toll on her, and it usually does on most wanderers just for doing what we do. We have all kinds of autoimmune issues, and we have a lot more things happen to us and near-death experiences than anyone else normally does. Which we'll be talking about that particular um, uh, thing on the show on Earth Day. All right, we'll be talking about that more, and the Law of One as well. Okay, so, so the, the, between 1981 and 1984, using channeling, which is a form of ESP, the LL Research Group reached out to the universe to find out if there was anybody else in the universe they could make contact with, and they did. They made contact with not just a person. They made contact with an entire species, a hive mind complex, thinking as one, and they called themselves raw. Immediately Don, the questioner, said, we have a raw here in history. Um, uh, in Egypt, and they said, "Yes, we are raw. We were on. Well, we walked among your people. We built your pyramids." So that spawned 106 channeling sessions between 30 and 45 minutes in length, between 1981 and 1984. The only reason they stopped in 1984 was Leonard, not my, you know, my namesake, not me, but Leonard was the first that was in as a scribe. He committed suicide. And then uh, in 1984, Don found out he had colon cancer, and he refused to go and get any treatment. And they uh, came, Carla, who was his wife, she's the channel, um, she called the sheriff and said, can we force him to go and, and get, go, you know, for his own good to the hospital? And once they came to do that, he held himself at gunpoint for 24 hours and then walked out on the back porch and shot himself in the head, committed suicide. They were never able to channel raw again without having the group of people that they had, the three people that they had after that. So, <clears throat> so that's kind of crazy, right? So, yeah, hi, guys. I see you're making comments already, right? Shared, shared on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you, Reese. Um, Melissa, welcome. So she says, Melissa says, for, for those of you who don't understand, we also have a, an MP3 podcast that this will be on, will be playing on, so people won't be able to read the chat. So I like to read that stuff to them, right? So uh, Melissa in the crowd says, I've been helping teach a, a younger generation learn to shift their consciousness and travel to different realities and more by uh, being been been more been a busy bee. Good for you. I'm glad that you're doing that. Every little help thing helps the, the, to to help this planet. Well, a lot of us have come through, come back. Uh, you know, as wanderers, came back to this planet to help and do exactly what you're doing. And every little bit helps, even if you're just here to raise the vibration and you're not actually doing anything uh, productive just by you being here as a positive being. Uh, and being positive affects everyone around us. So whenever you meet somebody, so, you know, if, if you're out there and you're thinking to myself, well, what can I do? One of the things we're going to do is, is talk about that on the the, um, the summit on Earth Day. Jacqueline Taylor is going to come on, and she's going to be speaking about living the law of one. 
So if you guys know what that is and you're thinking, how can I make a difference? And even if you don't and you're thinking, how can I make a difference? Uh, you know, it's the same thing. Christianity teaches the same thing. It's not it's not you don't have to do work. All you have to be all you have to do is be right. Hashtag be the change. Right. So Jacqueline will be on at 6 p.m. West Coast time on the 22nd on on Earth Day. She's the last speaker before we have the panel on and close the ceremony so to close the show. So she'll be teaching you the same thing that like Opus Day in real life does now, teaching you how to serve in every in your normal life without having to be on some quest or or, you know, if you don't want to or, or, you know, you can't you don't have that ability to teach or do something really grandiose. You don't have to just by being Celeste. Welcome. I see you there in the in the chat, right? Yeah, see, Facebook, as Sherry says, uh, Facebook keeps shutting down apps and servers at, at night. Yeah, they're doing that a lot. Um, they're, they're having, they must be either overhauling something, upgrading their servers, or somebody's hacking into them because they're not, they haven't left, left any statement to the public on the news or anything that I'm aware of. Uh, but they've been absolute junk for more than a week, for almost two weeks. Uh, and it's hit and miss if you're on there. Uh, whether the, like when I was doing my show last week, uh, my uh, messenger, where I'm, I'm monitoring the chat right now, wasn't updating when you guys were talking. And I was like, why is nobody talking? I know that people talk a lot more in my show than that. And I had to refresh. I had to go out of the uh, show and come back in. All of a sudden, it popped up six things that you guys had said. It seems right now that everybody is, is uh, actually, it's coming up, right? So, um, yeah, Sherry says, I don't do much better in life when it comes to people. Laugh out loud. <clears throat> so, well, you know, some people are that way. We're just, some people, we just don't get along with other people. And that's okay. You don't have to. It's a, it's a matter of your energy and, and how you express your energy uh, to the world. So if you're a good person and a kind person, people catch that. You pick it up. We all pick it up. So when somebody does something nice, like Omar always likes to say at the end of all of his shows, um, the next time you're in line to get a coffee, whether you're driving or whether you're uh, standing in line, um, you know, pay it forward by pay for your coffee and pay for the guy behind you. And you right and pay pay for their coffee and see if those people will then carry that on and keep paying it for a while. And then when you come back like the next day, ask the people, hey, I was here yesterday and I paid it forward. How far did that go before it stopped? Because that's when you find the guy who is in service to self. Oh, cool. All right. Free coffee. Thank you. Bye. And they don't they don't pay for the person behind them. That's a person who is in service to self. Right. So if you if it goes on for a while, uh, then you go, wow, there were some good people coming in to get coffee in the morning. Well, see, that's good that they that they look up to you that, you know, if you, uh, you know, and that's and that's what we should do. And that's what our whole purpose for this Earth Day uh, festival is coming up uh, this week for Earth Day, the two days that we're doing it. And what I do here is is that we are responsible for the world, you, me and everybody in it. We have to take responsibility. We, these religions keep teaching. No, wait, someone is coming to save us. That's not true. That's not true. The someone who's coming to save us, even the person, like if you're Christian, I'm a Christian minister, and I was knighted by the Roman Catholic Church. Okay, so I'm not talking from a standpoint of I'm an atheist or anything like that, or I'm anti-Christianity. Jesus himself did not say he was the Savior, ever. Ever. Okay? Everyone else put those words in Jesus' mouth, and the church at the Second Council of Nicaea changed the narrative in the in the in the bibles and took out any book that didn't venerate jesus as the son of god or god 
they created the Holy Trinity and said, well, Jesus is the voice of God. So that means if Jesus is the voice of God, then God is speaking through Jesus. Ergo, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. Now, on a real scale of the universe, they're actually right. Because, but you could put you, me, the whole, everyone, because we are all that same character. We are all that. And that's what we have to get out of our head, that we are this lowly peon peasant, because there's a caste system that's been set up in these orthodox religions, so that they are in charge and they tell you what you're supposed to believe in. That is the maritime caste system that is the slave system of this entire world uh, that has been dominating this world forever. We need to get out of that mindset. That's the scary part. It's, it's like when someone said something about time. Uh, we were just talking about this uh, the other day. I was recording one of the artists, uh, one of the speakers that's going to be on. She's in Australia, and she is going to be in the outback, like way in the outback uh, on Earth Day. So she won't have any signal to be able to broadcast. So we recorded her show uh, in advance, and we were talking about um, time. And people have this notion of time, and time isn't real. Time is a perception. Time doesn't exist anywhere besides in this place. And I don't mean just on Earth. I mean in this reality, the three-dimensional reality. And it only exists here because we believe it does. Do you understand that? That's a crazy jump for people to take. It's a, it's a really big quantum weirdness. And I say time is as real as money is. Because money, we do not need it. It's just someone decided that we're printing coin and everything costs some of these coins. And everybody agreed to that. Therefore, we have currency and everyone has their own currency for all their own countries. Right. So it's so money is it's me. I wrote a book about it. If you're interested in that, too, I wrote a book about it called How to Get Out of Debt Surviving in the 21st Century. And I show you in there how it's just fake. It's just made up. It's no different than monopoly money. If everyone used monopoly money, that would be the American dollar or the Canadian dollar or whatever country. There is none of that. It's, it's all crap. It's all a lie. It's all an illusion, right? Like Melissa just said, it's an illusion. Absolutely. Reality is an illusion because we, you know, it's like the Matrix, the movie. They were trying to show us, uh, you know, not that there's evil aliens that are uh, using our energy and, and we're stuck in a pod somewhere, but that we are in an avatar like the movie Avatar. We are in an, this avatar. What is what is your consciousness that is inside this avatar is immortal. We all know that from all the religions, not just Christianity, not just the Muslim, not just all religions. We know that we have an immortal soul. Some people don't believe that. and That's OK, because you have free will here. You don't have to believe that. Right. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. If you don't look up and you don't see that the sky is blue, then it's not blue to you and you refuse to see it. That doesn't mean that it's not there. OK, so so this is an experience that we are performing. This has to do with the law of one, okay? We are a thought. I just went back and watched the first part of my first episode two and a half years ago for uh, the first question, you know, uh, session one. And we are, we are not part of a reality. We are a thought. So with the, the creation of the universe, the, the creator created us with a thought, so we became like when you daydream and you think up a whole brand new scenario, that's exactly what you are to the universe. So we're not actually physical beings that are alive. We're an imagination of the one creator. So in truth, you, me, and everybody in this universe, everything that we see, everything we taste, smell, is a daydream of the creator. 
So that means that we are an individual that the creator has created as a daydream so that as a thought so that we and us as a collective who are the one true creator, the collective consciousness of the universe, are trying to have every experience possible that could be imagined. And therefore, we have complete free will to do whatever we want because we were created that way. So we are part of the creation. So we are the creation. Do you understand? And not only are we the creation, but we are the creator. That's what people need to understand. So you don't, so you don't need to look outside yourself for a savior. You are the savior. You are just as much Jesus Christ as Jesus Christ was Jesus Christ. You are as much Mohammed as Mohammed was a Mohammed. As Moses was Moses. Do you understand? That is a reflection of you because it is the same daydream, only given a different guise on a different path at a different time, but by the same creator, and that's you and me. All of us. Right? I guess I could have my camera on if I'm going to babble on about that. Right? Let me turn. Oh, wrong one. There we go. There's my camera. Namaste. It's still working. So let's go ahead and get back to the loved one instead of me rambling on. But I, but I wanted to, because what we're going to be talking about is going to kind of play into that and what's going on 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 earth day is going to play into that so let's go back over here i'm going to go to full screen and we'll go ahead and start right here where we are and that is at question number seven as soon as this comes up in full screen right here then we'll go ahead and press play here we go question 95.7 questioner let me see if i have the scenario correctly in mind i'll repeat my version of it Oh, really quickly, I see that Peter Coyle just popped in from Ireland. Peter, I'll be communicating with you probably later on this evening about Earth Day because we want to have you on on Earth Day, and I can't, you know, I can't type it to you. So, I'll, so we'll get, I'll get you in a chat later tonight. Um, hopefully, you don't have anything to do, and if you do, let me know, and we'll do it tomorrow. Uh, just talk to me in Messenger and tell me, and I want to get you on uh, Earth Day on the show. We have a, a slot where we want to do the um, spiritual stuff, talk about spiritualism. And so we have we have that set up, um, and, and I think it's at 2 p.m. my time, which your U.K. time, so that would be like 10 p.m. for you. And usually that's okay. You're usually up with me until like 2 or 3 in the morning, which is like 0600 for you or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, guys, to be communicating with Peter. He's dyslexic, and he can't read really well. So he speaks to us, to the computer, and I have to speak to him because he can't read everything. He gets a few things backwards, right? So, yeah, and see now he's talking in there. He says the world has enough with this lockdown. The Irish government came out and said the lockdown won't finish until 2030. Lord have mercy. Did they really announce that, buddy? So that that makes it up. And uh, so they make it up and they think that we're just that we're making it up as they go. Yeah. So they're just making it up as they go. Absolutely. See, so he's trying to talk to his computer and get his computer to understand what he's saying right there. And, and you can see how it was kind of messed up a little bit. Um, so he sends me sound bites unless we're actually talking, phys- you know, face to face. So, yeah, that's crazy that they're, you know, that that's just they asked. Yeah, I know we didn't mind. wasn't going to go down this road, but they asked uh, Fauci just yesterday, uh, in, but in front of the court in front of the, the uh, House and the Senate, you know, when, when exactly is it that it's going to be to where we can stop wearing masks, go back to normal? And he, he couldn't answer any of the questions. And then, uh, of course, the Democrats uh, wouldn't allow him to basically answer, and they cut off um, Senator Jordan, who was a Republican, and said, sorry, your time's up. And he was like, you guys butted in and cut in the whole time and wouldn't let him answer. 
and and I want my time back. And so they're like, like, sorry, shut up. And they wouldn't let him go on further. So, yeah, so it's, it's yeah, <laughs> Melissa says making up BS. Yeah, and that's what they're doing, right? Imagine the, this is Sher- Sherry says this, Sherry Putnam says, imagine a world in which everything that we all think is spontaneously, continuously happening indefinitely at all, and all at once. And that is what Jesus said. When he said to the people, if you had, you could literally move mountains if you had one ounce of faith. He literally meant that. He was literally saying, he said, literally, you could move mountains. So the truth is that if all of us collectively, a collective consciousness, all at one time said world peace and believed that it would would be right then because our collective consciousness would overwhelm those people who want war because we would hit a seminal point. Once we hit that seminal point, that's the point of no return, everything cascades. Okay, so what happens is when, that's why the mob rules. That's why the majority always rules. Not because we just made up that rule and we have to stick by it, because the truth is, say, whatever country you're in, if enough of your people say, I'm tired of this government, they need to go, the government could take the military and say, no, we're not going to. But then the 20, 30, 50, 100 million people who are the citizens rise up against the military and the government. You're going to have some of the people in the military are not going to want to kill their own people, and they're going to join your side and say, say, you're right, this government needs to go, and there's going to be a civil war, and eventually what will happen is if the dictator is, you know, is evil, you can reach out to countries like America and say, we need your help and support, and guess what? You get NATO and all kinds of money and tanks and guns and support from other countries to help you win your freedom. Do you understand? So, so it just takes enough people to say, no, we're done with you. Iceland did it last year. They overthrew their government, put them all in jail. Okay, so that hap- that's what they're afraid of. They want you to think and be afraid of them by threatening you and doing things that they, you know, to, to scare people into submission. But if you want you to realize that even if you're in prison, if all of us have the same thought, it becomes so. Do you understand that? That's crazy, but it's the truth. Yes, Kevin, Kevin uh, Cummings says, he says, and I love it, he says, all politicians are all con artists. Absolutely. They're just like lawyers. Most of them are lawyers. They're liars and they're con artists. Okay, we're going to get away from the politics now uh, because this is supposed to be about spiritualism. So I know that it all is encompassed, but some people get a little angry and and they go, wait a minute, man, you're posting stuff about politics on a show that's supposed to be about spiritualism. That's like when people in my Ancient Aliens Worldwide group said, we don't want to have any people that want to show UFOs in this in this group. We're ancient aliens. I'm like, oh, okay. So you want to talk about the Indianapolis 500, but you don't want to talk about the cars they drove in it? Right? So we want to talk about ancient aliens here in the past. Well, how did they get here, Jack? They came here in what? UFOs. So how can we not talk about UFOs and talk about aliens? Come on. Right? So that's just insane, right? Julie, hello. Julie says, hello, Leo. Peter's talking again. He says, I have my computer back next week. The computer stopped getting fixed. It needs a few uh, fans. Yeah, sometimes fans are, are good. Uh, and uh, when it's fixed, uh, uh, using that a lot more, I'll be going live a lot more. Good. Good, good, brother. So hopefully you get it back before Earth Day. Uh, if not, we can have you in on your phone if you have to. Uh, we'll work that out. I'll talk to you later and we'll work that out. Um, but then, yes, so we can get your podcast. We can get you going live and have you on my show. Promote your podcast, all that good stuff, bro. Okay. 
Yeah, right? <laughs> She's answering me talking about the UFOs, right? She's the same fucking difference. That's what I'm saying, right? It's exactly that. Okay, so here we go. Let's go ahead and start with this uh, session number 95, question number seven. We would hang fresh cut garlic in the area of the wet bar and in the area of the bedroom that is adjacent to the kitchen area. We would salt all window sills and all outer wall door sills and then sprinkle blessed water from our fingers on the salted areas. We would then say the appropriate words to bid farewell to lower astrals. Those words I am not sure of. Would Ra comment on the scenario that I have stated? Answer, I am Ra. Your grasp of our suggestions is good. We note that the salt be poured in the straight line with no gaps. There are various ritual words of blessing and farewell to entities such as you are removing. We might suggest the following. When the salt is laid you may repeat, we praise the one creator which gave to salt the ability to enable those friends, to which we wish to bid farewell, to find a new home. As the water is sprinkled you may say, we give thanks to the one creator for the gift of water. Over it the creator moves its hand and stirs its will to be done. The hanging of the cut garlic may be accompanied by the words, we praise the one creator for the gift of garlic and bless its ability to offer to those friends to whom we wish to bid farewell the arrow which points their way of egress. When the sweeping is done you may say, we praise the one creator and give thanksgiving for the spiritual cleanliness of this dwelling place. As the they're talking about here, they're, they're, change, they're going to change from uh, one building or house that they're in where they're doing the channeling to another one, and they asked Raw, should they do a ceremony to um, close the space uh, that, you know, because they, they go there and they actually cast a circle just like the Wiccans did, and just like your priests do. They just don't tell you that's what they're doing. You know, before that, when they're doing all those rituals before, if you're watching and you're a Christian, before they're giving you the sacrament, everything that they're doing before that is they're setting up their altar and they're casting uh, spells to, to be able to work and do the worship and all the stuff inside of a protective bubble, right? That no evil can enter. That's why people say you can't go into the church if you're evil. It, it repels you. You know, the power of Christ repels you, right? So not just, you know, not just the power of Christ compels you, but the power of Christ also repels you. Okay, so so they're, they're, they do that every time, and they do that to the working space. I do it. I do it before my show. I open I open the the you know a, a circle and and call in the quarters and and uh, make sure that my shows is not going to be I'm not going to be attacked psychically while I'm here that no no positive you know only positive information no negative information or negative uh, energy of any kind can can distort or reach me the only thing that happens every now and then is the the big bad government flies over my house and their and their radar jamming devices knock out my Wi-Fi sometimes <laughs> I'm I'm by two military bases literally two military bases and two um, uh, international airports up here because I'm in the state capital. So, or just outside the state capital, five five miles outside of downtown Sacramento, I'm in the city of Carmichael. So, uh, so they're leaving the the house, and they're talking. This is where Raw is discussing. That. I should have prefaced that in case you didn't catch last week's uh, show. What is he talking about? He's talking about cleaning. Um, the area after they're moving out and giving thanks to, and all of that uh, for the use of that area and da 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 da. The garlic is burned. You may say we give thanks to the one Creator for the gift of spiritual cleanliness in our dwelling place and seal the departure of all those who have left by this exit by the consuming of this substance. Question ninety five point eight. Questioner: Is there any place more appropriate than any other to hang the garlic in the room? 
for instance, over the windows or anything like that. I know that is supposed to be hung in the area of the bar but I meant in the bedroom. Is there any more appropriate place than another? Answer, I am Ra. The windows and the doorways are most appropriate and, in addition, we suggest the salting and sprinkling of any door which may lead elsewhere than out of the dwelling in order to afford to the entities the understanding that they are not desired elsewhere within the dwelling. Question 95.9 Questioner, I understand that the garlic is to be used at the bar area and the bedroom that is close to the kitchen and has an exit on to the carport. If I am correct. Those are the only two places that it is to be used. This is correct, isn't it? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. Question 95.10 Questioner, we would like to pick the most appropriate room for sanctifying for the Ra contact. Is there any room that would be most appropriate that Ra could name? Answer, I am Ra. When you have finished with your work the dwelling shall be as a virgin dwelling in the magical sense. You may choose the portion of the dwelling that seems appropriate and once having chosen it you may then commence with the same sort of preparation of the place with which you have been familiar here in this dwelling place. Question 95.11 Right, so they're also talking about cleansing the new house and then uh, then re-cleansing the, the room they're going to use or the place they're going to use for the channeling and setting all that back up. Questioner, I am assuming that the newly chosen place meets the parameters for the best contact with Ra on the exterior of the house and I would like to ask Ra at this time if there are any suggestions with respect to the exterior of the house. Answer, I am Ra. The dwelling seems surrounded with the trees and fields of your countryside. This is acceptable. We suggest the general principle of preparing each part of your environment as it best suits each in the group with the beauty which each may feel to be appropriate. There is much of blessing in the gardening and the care of surroundings, for when this is accomplished in love of the creation the second density flowers, plants and small animals are aware of this service and return it. Question 95.12 Questioner, on one end of the house of... See, now now I'm going to have to, Celeste. <laughs> she says, in the chat, I always, she says, I'm with you, Peter. I always cringe listening to Leo reading my comments. Uh, you know, I read everybody's comments. If you make a comment, I'm going to read it unless you're just cussing at me, and then I'll, then I'll just go, okay, you're gone, right? But that's kind of what I do, because uh, if I don't read your comment, you say it. Anyone who's on the MP4 file can see what you're saying and read it for yourself. But the, all the other people around the world that listen to this on the MP3, uh, they don't have the chat. It doesn't come up in there because you're just listening to me or what they're hearing. So I, that's why I read that to you. That's funny. You're like, oh, my God, he's reading my stuff four stalls that have been occupied by horses. Would it be appropriate or necessary to modify in any way the condition of that area or even though it is outside the living area? Answer, I am Ra. There has been no undesirable negative energy stored in this area. Therefore, it is acceptable if physically cleaned. Question 95.13 Questioner, is there any other comment about our new location that Ra could make? Answer, I am Ra. We are gratified that this query was offered to us for there has been a concentration of negative thought patterns at a distance north to 10 degrees of north, approximately 45 of what you call yards extending therefrom to all four directions in a rectangular but irregular shape. 
We ask that the garlic be strung approximately 60-70 feet beyond the far verge of this area which is approximately 57 yards from the dwelling on a bearing north to 10 degrees of north. We suggest that the garlic be hung in the funnel so that the energies are drawn into the south small end of the funnel and introduced northward and away from the dwelling. The procedure of the hanging will be one for testing your ingenuity but there are several ways to suspend the substance and it is well to do so. Okay, so for those of you on the MP3 podcast, that's the end of that video, which is the first part of 95, session 95. So this is the second part of session 95. And this took place on September 2nd, 1982, The Law of One by Ra, a humble messenger of the Law of One. Question 95.14. Questioner. I envision a cardboard funnel approximately three feet in length, and then. So, so then, um, Robert, Robert's trying me, right? He typed in "monkey on an island." I said I would read it, right? Unless you're cussing at me. If you're cussing at me, I wouldn't. But he, that's hilarious that he did that. He said "monkey on an island" to see if I would re- read that out to you guys on the MP3 podcast. Bravo, Robert! That was good. A small cardboard of the same configuration inside of that funnel, the garlic placed between the two cardboard surfaces so that the garlic actually makes a funnel itself held in place by the two cardboard cones. The smaller end of the cone would be toward the house and the larger end would be away from the house. I would also like to know that I am accurately aware of the position that we are talking about. Taking a specific point on the house such as the front door. I suspect that the direction is up toward the road that leads out of the property. An exact measurement from the doorknob to the center of the area of negativity of which we speak would be helpful. Would Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. We were working from the other side of the dwelling. However, the exact distance is not important due to the generalized nature of the astral leavings. The heading would be approximately 10 degrees east of north to 5 degrees east of north. This is not a heading in which absolute fastidiousness needs to be paramount. The yardage is approximately as given. As to the hanging of the garlic, it must be able to be blown by the wind. Therefore, the structure which was envisioned is less than optimal. We might suggest the stringing between two place posts on either side of the funnel of the strung cloves. Question 95.15 Questioner would a wire framework such as chicken wire, which is a small inch square mesh or something like that shaped into a cone with the garlic attached to the cone with the small end toward the house and the open end away from the house strung between... Now, like I said, I'm just going to kind of let this play because there's not really much here to talk about unless you guys want to get into cleansing of a house. Um, and if you do, join us on the 21st and the 22nd, that's next Wednesday and Thursday, between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. West Coast America time. Um, because we'll be talking about all of that stuff for Earth Day. We're going to do 12 hours on the 21st for those people on the other side of the planet and 12 hours on the 22nd for those people on the west, you know, the northern hemisphere, or the, I should say the, the Americas and uh, Asia and Europe and the, and the rest of the world over there. Um, so I'm just kind of going to let them blow through this because we're not really talking about anything except for di- getting all of the semantics out of the way for them to protect uh, their new house and um, and, you know, clean it all so you hear that. So if you think, well, you know, what's he's not talking about it? Well, it's really, unless you guys want to get into the depth of uh, talking about how you cleanse a house. And like I said, if you want to know about that, show up on Earth Day and you'll get to hear about it because we're going to talk about it. Between two poles be appropriate. Answer, I am Ra. That is appropriate. 
You see in this case the center of the negativity is as described, but there will be a general cleansing of the dwelling and its acreage by this means. One action you might take in order to improve the efficacy of the cleansing of the environment is the walking of the perimeter with the open clove in hand, swinging the clove. No words need be said unless each wishes to silently or verbally speak those words given for garlic previously. Question 95.16 Questioner, is there any other thing that we can do to prepare this new place that Ra could mention at this time? Answer, I am Ra. There are no more specific suggestions for the specific location you contemplate. In general, the cleanliness is most helpful. The removal from the mind complex of those thoughts not of harmony is most helpful and those practices which increase faith and will that the spirit may do its work are most helpful. Question 95.17 And that's true, less clutter and less uh, you know, cobwebs and less dust, um, it, it creates a different um, set of circumstances in your mind. It actually does do that. So the cleaning and the act of cleaning just to get the dust off of stuff and, and not to have clutter laying around and having things in the right places changes, literally changes the way you think and your mood, right? I mean, that's the whole feng shui thing, right? So here, let's go. Questioner, after the suggestions are accomplished with respect to cleansing of the property, does Ra anticipate our contact with Ra will be as efficient there as in this particular place? Answer, I am Ra. All places in which this group dwells in love and thanksgiving are acceptable to us. Question 95.18 Questioner, thank you. A question has been asked which I will ask at this time. In processing the catalyst of dreams is there a universal language of the unconscious mind which may be used to interpret dreams, or does each entity have a unique language in its own unconscious mind which it may use to interpret the meaning of dreams? Answer, I am Ra. There is what might be called a partial vocabulary of the dreams due to the common heritage of all mind, body, spirit complexes. Due to each entity's unique incarnational experiences there is an overlay which grows to be a larger and larger proportion of the dream vocabulary as the entity gains experience. Question 95.19 Questioner, thank you. In the last session you indicated in the statement about the immature male meeting the immature female that the information exchanged was quite different with respect to what occurred because of the veil. Would you give an example of the information exchange prior to the veil for the same case? Answer, I am Ra. Given this same case, that is, the random red ray sexual arousal being activated in both male and female, the communication would far more likely have been to the subject of the satisfying of that red ray sexual impulse. When this had occurred other information such as the naming could be offered with clear perception. It is to be noted that the catalyst which may be processed by the prevail experience is insignificant compared to the catalyst offered to the thoroughly bemused male and female after the veil. The confusion which this situation, simplistic though it is, offers is representative of the efficiency of the enlargement of the catalytic processes occurring after the veiling. Question 95.20 So, <clears throat> so what they're saying there is that it became more intense when, when you, because of the veiling, um, a lot of our senses are more heightened because we're unaware of just how much we are attached to the one creator because, because we have the forgetting, right? We have the mind wipe. So we have the, the law of confusion. 
So because of that, that's the veil. That's the law of confusion. And we had to have that because it didn't work well prior to, and that's been covered many times earlier on. So evil was created and the veil was created to put a fire under our butts, basically. Give us a threat that caused us to uh, learn more and quicker. So uh, a lot of things are more intense. So our, uh, our sexuality is more intense now than it was without the veil. So, so our sexual pleasure, our sexual right, those things are, are far more heightened now than they were then. So if you think, you know, that's, that's right, kind of cool for us, right? I mean, sex is better now than it was ever, right? <laughs> All right, here we go. Questioner, for the condition of meeting after the veiling process, either entity will choose, as a function of its previous biases or card for, the experience and the way in which it will handle the situation with respect to polarity, therefore probably producing more catalyst for itself along the chosen path of polarization. Would Ra comment on this statement? Answer, I am Ra. This statement is correct. Question 95.21. Questioner. You know, earlier on when he made a statement, I half expected Ra to go, no. Right? And he just did it there. This statement is correct. It's so, he's like Spock, you know. In card four in the last session, we spoke of the shape of the skirt and it has occurred to us that the skirt of the entity representing the archetype of the experience of the mind is extended to the left to indicate that other selves would not. Right? Yeah, that's funny. Julie says, I've heard camping is intense as well. That's hilarious. That's like the joke from World of Warcraft. The human says, he says, this guy comes up to me and he says, I'm a teepee. I'm a wigwam. I'm a teepee. I'm a wigwam. And I said, calm down, man. You're too tense. That's good, Julie. <laughs> Calm down, man. You're too tense. Not be able to get close to this entity if it had chosen the left-hand path. There would be a greater separation between it and other selves, whereas if it had chosen the right-hand path, there would be much less of a separation. Would Ra comment on that observation? Answer, I am Ra. The student is perceptive. Question 95.22. Questioner. And it seems that the square upon which the entity sits, which is almost totally black, is a representation of the material illusion and the white cat is guarding the right-hand path which is now separated in experience from the left. Would Ra comment on that observation? Answer, I am Ra. Oh student, your sight almost sees that which was intended. However, the polarities need no guardians. What, then, O oh student, needs the guard? Question 95.23. Questioner, what I meant to say was that the entity is guarded along the right-hand path, once it has chosen this path, from effects of the material illusion that are of the negative polarity. Would Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. This is... See now, if you guys are just catching this right now for the first time and you haven't watched any of my shows prior to this, they're back to talking about the tarot cards. So that's what he's talking about here. And, uh, and if you didn't catch that, so now, now he's discussing each card of the tarot deck, the original tarot deck, because Ra had given the Egyptians the original tarot deck. And that's what they claim. And he has a copy of a tarot deck that's well, one of the oldest ones that he could find that originated from Egypt, but it's slightly different than the original one. And so he's asking about and if there are differences. And so that's what they're discussing. This is an accurate perception of our intent, O oh student. We may note that the great cat guards in direct proportion to the pure... <laughs> Robert, you're hilarious. Robert's still playing. He says, no, I meant monkey and a hammer. 
That's funny, monkey and a hammer, right? And Una, Una Brennan, she says, hello, Peter. Welcome, Una. Peter said he'll be back in a minute. I don't know if he made it back yet. He'll answer if he did. Purity of the manifestations of intention and the purity of inner work done along this path. Question 95.24. Questioner, from that. Yeah, there's always some lag time. So let's just type the delay is a, a few minutes, about five. So it, there is a, always a lag time. And for some reason, like when Facebook is junk, like it is now, the lag time is longer. Um, normally, it's only 30 to 60 seconds. But some of you guys might be about five minutes behind. I apologize for that. I notice that when I'm filming, when, I, when I'm live, when I, when I say stop streaming, I have to actually wait a, a minute. I have to continue recording. Uh, because what happens is sometimes I cut myself off and I and I can I ch actually chop like 20 or 30 seconds off of what I was actually still live uh, because the lag was so long. So it's kind of crazy. That statement I interpret the following. If the experience of the mind has sufficiently chosen the right hand path and as total purity is approached in the choosing of the right hand path, then total imperviousness from the effect of the left hand catalyst is also approached. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is exquisitely perceptive. The seeker which has purely chosen the service to others path shall certainly not have a variant apparent incarnational experience. There is no outward shelter in your illusion from the gusts, flurries, and blizzards of quick and cruel catalyst. However, to the pure, all that has encountered speaks of the love and the light of the one infinite creator. The cruelest blow is seen with an ambience of challenges offered and opportunities to come. Thusly, the great pitch of light is held high above such an one so that all interpretation may be seen to be protected by light. See, and, and I want to reference that whole statement that he just made there, or that they just made there. Uh, and I say that about the churches as well. All the Because everything, I just talked about how the caste system was set up. Everything has been set up in all the churches that was corrupted by the priests uh, in the churches early on to make money. So so they corrupted everything, set the caste system into play. We're the ones who have all of the knowledge. We're the learned ones. We will teach you and be your teachers. A lot of priests and a lot of your whatever you want to call that, whatever that position is uh, in your religion, a lot of them are really good people, and they're trying to teach and, and teach people goodness and light and love and harmony and all of that. But then there's a few that are not. Right. So they have to exist. We get that. So they need money so that they can continue the church. I understand that. But when they start building churches that cost one hundred million dollars and the pope is walking around with a ten million dollar cane and shit like that. Pardon my language. Um, that's just a little unnecessary, if you ask me. OK, so because if you look at any of the religions that were there originally, every single person who led the religion was in tatters and rags and they were very humble. The Christian, uh, if you look at the Christianity, Jesus was that way. You look at you look at the Baptist, uh, you know, the the Baptist John was that way. In fact, he lost his head and he was sacrificed. So was Jesus. You have Mohammed. He was that way. They tried to sacrifice him. He ascended before they could get to him. So if you look at any of the religions in the Hindu and Hindi religions, and they are, they are not spending a billion dollars on their robes, and, and it's just a few of these religions in modern day that are corrupted that way and doing that. However, right, even the coolest, you know, the cruelest blow can be seen completely there. You know, there is no outward shelter for your illusion from the gusts, the flurries, and the blizzards of quick and cruel catalyst. However, to the pure, this is, I'm quoting uh, Raw now, all that is encountered speaks 
of the love and the light of the one infinite creator. The cruelest blow is seen as an ambience of challenges offered and opportunities to come. Thusly, the great pitch of light is held high above such an one so that all interpretation may be seen to be protected by the light. So no matter what is going on with the churches in themselves, if you ignore that, you're not at fault for their misgivings. And if you don't let that affect you, that's okay because you're trying to make a positive. You're trying. You're going to the church for a positive uh, thing. So, so sometimes the churches do stupid things. That doesn't mean oh we should boycott that religion and, and shut them down and not let them do anything. In this the modern day of cancel culture, if you fart the wrong way, you got people trying to pull your sponsorship and, and fire you and, and crush you out of existence for doing nothing. And then they find out later that you were innocent of the uh, of the charges, and it doesn't matter. And you know because nobody knows about that and nobody says sorry. I mean they did that to that actor. What's his name? I can't think of his name right now, but I can see his face. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, they canceled an entire show and fired everybody. They, they tried not to. They fired Kevin Spacey immediately. Then they tried to have the show go on by bringing somebody else on. It made one season, but people stopped watching it because what happened was it turned out that that they were wrong. The person who said that they accused Kevin Spacey never did it. Eventually that came out. You might not know that. So he was. So he never did anything wrong. He didn't do what that guy claimed that he did. It's the same thing that happened to Brett Kavanaugh when he was trying to go to become on the Supreme Court. <clears throat> they had all these people come out and say he did all this hideous stuff and he was raping this woman and all of this. And it turns out, well, no, we never really knew if he was even there. And um, we don't know if that was him. And the other lady who claimed he did stuff, she went to jail because she has been doing that to a lot of different people and trying to get money out of them. So she ended up going to jail, uh, even though she retracted her statement. They pressed charges against her. So as they tried to wreck his life in front of his family, and in front of the entire court of appeals, the court of the world, they were harassing him and yelling and screaming that he was a rapist and a murderer and all of the stuff. And it turns out he didn't do any of that. And, had, and none of that was anything that was all nothing. He wasn't even there. No one ever saw him there. No, nothing. He was never even near those places. Never met those girls. Never did any of that. But guess what? You didn't hear anybody come out and say, we apologize for t taking this guy through the mud and ruining and trying to ruin his life and his reputation for the last six months. Oops. It was all a mistake. You don't hear about that. Right? So this, this knee-jerk cancel culture stuff needs to be canceled. Right? So I don't buy into it. People start up with that and tell me I'm racist just because I'm I look white, and I'm you know and I'm uh, have gray hair. I I'm come meet my family, and and first of all I can't be racist. I'm freaking freckled. I'm polka dotted. I have every race color of skin on my body. So how could I be racist against one skin color that I have on my body? How is that possible? I hate that part of my body because that part of my body is brown. Well, I have a million places on my body that are brown. And that shade. So, uh, so how can I hate anybody for any race? I can't. That would be hating me. I hate myself. Right? And then what, what are we saying here? Now, um, you guys are having a conversation between yourselves over here, aren't you? <laughs> Kevin says they're witches, bad witches, although there, there are good witches. Yes. Yes and yes, there, there are bad witches and there are good witches. Kevin, that's just the way it's, there's, there's good and bad in everything. 
So you can't label anything as that's all bad because there's always someone good that's doing it, except for like in, in serial killers, right? I mean, you can't go, well, he's not, he's a, he's a holy serial killer, so he's okay, right? That was like the dichotomy of, uh, I don't know if you guys watched SEAL Team on television. They had, they, they had one of the guys got arrested because they claim he shot an innocent man without a weapon when he was on a mission to kill the head of a terrorist organization. And the guy he shot was actually the right-hand man of the terrorist organization. And he said he had a pistol in his hand and said what kind it was. So he was being brought up on charges. So meanwhile, his team was ordered to go and assassinate a guy who had no weapon, who was sitting with his daughter in his house, it was justified by the federal government, go and murder this guy in cold blood without a weapon, without his knowledge of you even being there. Snipe him from, the, from uh, you know, a half a mile out, shoot him in the head, and kill him because he's a threat to the American government. Yet, when the other guy was, was shooting a guy to get to the guy who they were supposed to kill, and they claim he didn't have a weapon. They didn't tell him to do it. So now they're going to court-martial him and ruin his career and put him in prison for 10 years and then ruin his life. But yet, right after that, they told his exact team who had to testify on his behalf, now your mission is to go and murder somebody without a gun in their hand, and it's okay because we tell you to do it. Shut up and do your job. That's, that shows you there's good and bad in everything, and right and wrong, sometimes up is down and down is up. We just have to figure that out, right? Yeah, Sherry says, I'm a good witch. I would be considered a witch if I wasn't considered a warlock. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Question 95.25. Questioner, I have often wondered about the action of random and programmed catalyst with respect to the entity with the very strong positive or negative polarization. Would either polarity be free to a great extent from random catalysts such as great natural catastrophes or warfare or something like that which generates a lot of random catalyst in the physical vicinity of a highly polarized entity? Does this great cat, then, have an effect on such random catalyst on the right-hand path? Answer, I am Ra. In two circumstances this is so. Firstly, if there has been the pre-incarnative choice that, for instance, one shall not take life in the service of the cultural group, events shall fall in a protective manner. Secondly, if any entity is able to dwell completely in unity the only harm that may occur to it is the changing of the outward physical, yellow ray vehicle into the more light-filled mind, body, spirit complex as vehicle by the process of death. All other suffering and pain is as nothing to one such as this. We may note that this perfect configuration of the mind, body, and spirit complexes, while within the third density vehicle, is extraordinarily rare. Question. And that's the dichotomy that Batman was created to to uh, talk about right there. Right? So Batman's whole thing was he had one rule, he never killed anyone. He refused to, to go across that line. And and the the if you watch the the newer movies that they did Batman Returns or Batman Batman Returns and all those, you see that uh, especially the one with Joker, right? Great movie by the way, um, where you know he 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 says that to Batman, you you can't kill me, you wouldn't like because he knocked him off the building and he still shot him with the with a thing with his uh, metal rope and caught him and hauled him back up and he was laughing the whole way. He's like, you couldn't do it, you can't kill me. It's against your own rule. 
you know that that's exactly that was that's really really rare like they were saying there's not very many people who could live up to that and never do it and they play that out and they show you that in just about every cop movie and uh, everything that's on TV where the guy they always put a guy in a scenario where this person is really evil and I have a gun to their head and no one else is around I can shoot this person and the person sitting there being really evil going yeah do it do it because they know that if they get killed First of all, they're going to change that person's life forever. But secondly, they get out and they don't have they're not going to be uh, tortured. They're not going to be raped or killed or whatever in prison by people, because when they put them in jail and this person was hideous or did evil things or rape kids or or murdered people, people in jail take their time with that person and rape and do stuff to them all all along. Uh, Otherwise, their life is hell. And then if not, they're in prison for the rest of their lives. So for them, it's a better way out to have that person to goat them into killing them. They give you that same dichotomy in every single storyline that has that dichotomy between good and evil. They put the hero character in that place over and over and over again and you come walk right up to that and you're you know if you're watching the show you you get caught up in the emotion and you are think you're going through that too right and it's rare that somebody would literally be every time no don't I'm not going to do that they always they always let it like go up to the edge and let you kind of go I would shoot him and then they always have somebody talk the guy out of it or at the last second he goes no you're not worth it or whatever Right. But they do that all the time. That little paragraph right there is actually very uh, a very good one because they do that a lot. And you guys don't notice it. Most people don't. I see stuff like that. I see all the esoteric in everything. And that's why I'm always quoting movies and things and scenes that happen because the writers write that stuff. I'm a writer. I've written three books. We write that stuff on purpose. Uh, and and a lot of times I, I look at the quality of a movie or a story or anything by those kind of things. If they're not in the storyline, then the writer's not conscious of that. And, and I just talked about this, like the entire story of King Arthur is just a, is just a parody. It is actually telling the story of, of Jesus or the, or the cycle of life, the God Pan, the God uh, Chrononos. It's, the, it's literally uh, the, the same, um, the same uh, circle of life, the same spiral. Uh, you know, they, they took Jesus and did him through the same course because they were trying to uh, it, to go after the pagans. And, uh, you know, they were at that time worshiping Pan and Crononos and a few other uh, uh, horn stag and a few other gods. And so they had to show because uh, the, the simpler religions, what they considered simpler religions, non-Christian or non-Jewish were uh, or non-Muslim, um, they they lived by the cycle of the planet. So their God would die in the wintertime and be reborn from the goddess in the in the spring and he brought the life he was the life bringer so the story of of uh, Arthur was that he was the king he was the life bringer and everybody loved him and while he flourished so too did the land his sister using necromancy and her magic took on the guise of his wife and got pregnant by her brother and gave birth to a bastard child and that bastard child was claiming the throne and he was trying to take the the power away from the father and eventually that happened so then you have arthur and he's in in squalor and he looks old and he's weak and feeble and he and he sends his knights out to find the holy grail because he believes that the grail and the secret to the grail will will resurrect him here's the dying the death of the god the lent in the catechism and then the resurrection jesus up on the cross the resurrection after his death 
right? And then you have the fertility showing. Easter is the when the time when Jesus was resurrected. Why? They had to move it there because Easter is the birth of the God. That's the life giver. And the, they use the rabbit to depict that. And the rabbit has more children when they have children than anybody else. Right. So then when Percival finds the grail and he, and he gets the secret of the grail, you and the land are one. He immediately is transported directly to the side of his king. And he says, I have the grail. Drink you and the land are one as you prosper. So who does the land? And he drinks from the chalice and it's supposed to be the blood of Christ. And that revitalizes him. And when he's told you and the land are one, he realizes that he regains all of his moxie, all of his mirth. And he says, we're going to go to war and we're going to go and we're going to defeat my son and his army, even though there was only 57 knights left at that time. They all mounted up. And as they rode and they show this in the movie in 1982, uh, of Excalibur, as they rode, the, the, they threw the trees, the trees all of a sudden blossomed, and there was flowers in the air and, and petals in the air, and everywhere they went, the grass turned green and everything was, but before that it was mud and dank and brown, but as soon as the king flourished, as soon as he was alive again, he was the life bringer, and it was springtime now, and then they went and they beat the foe back who was the evil, and then he lives his life. So that was the same story. They, they did that with Superman. They did that with a lot of stories these days uh, in the last five years or ten years here in the United States. With the movies that were made, they did that and redid the whole Christ story. Batman went through the death and the resurrection. Batman Returns. Right. Batman, the Dark Knight. He became the Dark Knight because the people needed him to be that. That was the Dark Knight of the soul. That was also the temptation all of that was he had to see within himself and admit to himself that he needed to be a bad guy because they needed that right now. And eventually there, a, a really big bad guy came back and they were like, where is Batman? We need him. They did the same thing with Superman. Where is Superman? We need him. Where is Jesus? We need him. Where is our God? We need him to save us. Um, that's the storylines that people don't catch, but they do this on purpose. So even though you don't know what's happening subconsciously, you're seeing it play out. Star Wars was the same way. You're seeing this stuff play out, and so it gets through into your head through osmosis. It gets in there subconsciously, even though you're not conscious of it. So that's the point of, of what he was saying with here and prior, that it doesn't matter. The, the evil works as a catalyst. This is going back to what I was talking about earlier. But, the, but prior to the veil and now the veiling, the evil works as a positive because of what it does negatively, right? There's never going to be a time when evil is going to be defeated in this place. That can't happen because evil has to be in this place. So what you guys out there need to, to realize is that that is the truth of it. The truism is it's going to always be here. Uh, self-centered, egotistical people who are, uh, you know, uh, in love with themselves are a necessity. They have to be here just as much as you have to be here because we complement each other. They hate us and they are repelled by us just as much as we're repelled by them. But we don't know who they are because they act like they're good people until they pounce on their prey. That's supposed to be here so that you have that in the back of your mind. Once you understand that there are two kinds of people, period, and you fit into that category. Some people go, nah, I don't know, because sometimes I'm here and sometimes I'm, because you haven't made your choice yet. You haven't made your choice yet. You're either in service to others or you're in service to self. If sometimes, well, you know, sometimes I'm in service to self, and then there's other times I just want to be in service to myself, to others, I just go back and forth whenever I feel like it. I'm neutral. You're not going to graduate until you pick one.
If you stay neutral your whole life, that's where they want you. Now, there's a difference between using the energies, because I had somebody say this to me. Wait, you're always talking about this balance of light and darkness, but now you're saying that that's not true. No, 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 that's a different, that's a different aspect. The energy of the universe is the energy of the universe. There is no evil energy. It's only evil intentions with energy. So if you, you, if you stifle yourself from drawing in a certain energy, there's no evil dog. There's no Cujo. Cujo had rabies. It wasn't Cujo's fault, right? Cujo had rabies, right? And yes, it, it, Kevin says, well, first, the Sher- uh, Sherry says, um, Earth life w- will awaken us all. Chrononos, uh, right? Yeah, it's talking about when I was talking about you know, plasma, phantoms, you know, all of that stuff when I was talking about before that Kevin says everyone is a different version of ourselves, right? Yes, and that's, and that's the truth of it. So, ever, ever, like Kevin is to me, he's a reflection of me. He's just a different version of me. I'm a different version of him. Right? I think he's older than me, so I think I'm a different version of him, right? Because he's, he's been here first. His creation was before mine. Right. So that that's the truth of it. We are just a di- we're a reflection of each other, but we're just a different version of the single thought of that creation. See, so I love that, Kevin. You just took me back from from the beginning of this session. You just you just made the whole thing go in a circle. That's badass, bro, um, which, which is kind of where I was leading. And Kevin grabbed that and, and, and punted. Right. Right. This is right where we started. So so the, the, the whole truth is once you understand and make that decision, Right. When you're when you're ready to make that decision, you'll wake up and you'll literally go. And I don't mean you're going to wake up and you know everything because there's different layers of times when you when you do. The one I say when I talk about the waking, it's literally when you actually uh, um, get that first download that really makes you think you're crazy. And you're like, there's so much information in my head. I think I've lost my mind because now I see things in a different way. And if there's no one like myself near you that can talk you through that, it takes a while to work yourself through it. Some people get stuck for a while and, and then they move on, right? And famous people do the same thing, right? I mean, you had, uh, what's his name? I think it was his name right now. I can see his face, a uh, famous uh, speaker in England, and he uh, dressed up like Jesus and thought he was Jesus for a while. Uh, and then and then uh, David Icke, thank you. Uh, my my uh, spirit guide just said David Icke in my ear. Uh, so David Icke did that. He's a great man. He's smart. People thought he was crazy. I No, the man is brilliant. The man is very, very awake and he's very brilliant. But there was a time when he got stuck, when he had a download. And so he thought that he was like Jesus Christ. Uh, And then he realized, wait, no, I am Jesus Christ because we all are. And it's okay. I don't have to be that individual person and dress like him because I still am because we are all one. So in in some aspect of my memory, I am the same. So he got that and then he moved on and he started dressing with regular clothing again. So that, that does happen if you don't have anybody to help you, right? So, um, but that's the whole thing. Once you get that download, and you start questioning everything. You start getting that download. Your vibration goes, you get more knowledge as, as you vibrate faster and higher. You gain more knowledge as you start moving through the third to the fourth and up into the fifth. Uh, and I don't mean dimension. I mean uh, a density, um, which raw kind of gets it a little backwards. But density, to them, they're referring to the denseness of our bodies, the three-dimensional body, because as we as we evolve and we have less of a physical body, at some point we're like floating in the air and we just have like a chest cavity and, and our heart's still in there and, and a head and arms, but the lower extremities are, are almost completely gone away and we're floating around. So... Uh, so that's what they talk about when they say density, but it's but here because of where we are here, the linear version of what that would be is in reference to what you would understand is dimension. 
the third dimension because it is also the third density, right? And you can be, that's the whole 3D, all having a 5D experience. Well, that's not the fifth dimension. That's the fifth density, and I've talked about that. It's one of those things that people kind of get a little skewed on, and they think it means the same thing. It's just like uh, the difference between a wanderer and a walk-in. Some people think that what a wanderer is is a walk-in. Um, it is, in a sense, because the soul comes in, but a wanderer is actually born in the body and enters the body in the womb, and his mind wiped like everyone else and is born uh, into this human existence or any other existence where this scenario would be happening, uh, depending on the race, whatever the race would be at that point. But here on Earth, it would be the uh, human race. So you're born in this body. A walk-in is somebody who comes in after the person was already born in this body. And, and that person, for whatever reason, couldn't finish uh, what they were uh, signed on to do. A walk-in will offer to come in and, and, and be that person for them and that they can leave and go and heal. And then one night when they go to sleep, literally, that's just the exchange happens. The, the, that body, that uh, soul shows up and says, okay, it's time for you. And here your guides will take you where you're going to go and I'll move in. And literally takes possession of the, of the body and becomes that person. And no one notices the difference. That happened with Abraham Lincoln. Okay, Abraham Lincoln was a walk-in. The walk-in became the president. That's why if you look at Abraham Lincoln, you can see that he was dying slowly. He had all kinds of autoimmune issues and things because he moved into a body from a higher plane, just like wanderers do. But we're born to the body, but we're still from a higher plane. We all have a lot of autoimmune uh, uh, problems, a lot of near-death experiences. We don't fit right. Our vibration doesn't work right. Right. Yeah. Walk-ins uh, are your soul tag team. Yes. Somebody was already here. That's Celeste said that somebody was already here and then they couldn't they couldn't go on with what they're doing. So somebody came in and tagged you out. <laughs> like Celeste said, all right, you go. I got this. And and that's what, uh, you know, the, the soul that was there in Lincoln's body was like, I can't do this. I can't become president. I, I don't have it in me now. It's just I'm too tired. I've been here for a long time, and I don't know that I can do this. And he was deeply depressed uh, and asking for someone to, to give him an answer and help. So someone answered and said, I'll volunteer to be Abraham Lincoln and become the president and get assassinated and fulfill what his mission was. Uh, and so he went to the Council of Venus and said, I will, I will do this. And they said, can, you know, can I ask this, this soul? And they said, okay. If you don't understand what's happening here, yes, absolutely, I will do. I will take up the mantle. So that soul went to Abraham Lincoln and said, this is what's going on, and I will finish it for you. And it doesn't mean that you're going to lose anything. You get to go and heal, uh, and no one is going to judge you in any way and look at you like you did something wrong. You've been here a long time, and you're tired, and you can't do this. I will do this for you. Okay. And they tagged out. That happens, and there's many people who know their walk-ins. But just like us wanderers, some of them, they, we learn that we are. We figure it out. Right. We figure out, yeah, I'm that. Right. And that's what that's what we're here to talk about. That's why I'm talking about all this. Right. What is Kevin saying here? Elon Musk says Nero, Nero link will give us the ability to heal ourselves. Well, you know what? Yeah. I mean, we, the, the truth is what I've understood um, from Emory Smith is that we, they already have the machine, which is what you're talking about. Like the, the neural link. They already have that. Uh, set up so it will be something that will be coming out eventually but I'm sure it's going to be only for the rich and the famous for first you know 10 million dollars a billion dollars a ride you know but they already have this machine to where the truth is and we, some of us know this some of us work at this every day if you and what happens let me explain what the machine does when you go into the machine it takes all the toxins and all the negative energy out of your body when that happens your immune system 
then has nothing to fight against, so it starts repairing other things. Do you see? Uh, if you have, like, say I have cancer, but the cancer is being driven by all the sugar that I have, all the negative stuff I've eaten, the negative energy, all this stuff is fueling the cancer. All of that is taken out of your body. So when all of that is, is gone, your, your immune system doesn't have to fight against it, so now it can fight against the cancer. And it starts healing you from the cancer, and it will cure your cancer. The biggest problem that we have is what they call autoimmune deficiency syndrome, AIDS. The biggest problem that we have is we have so many things overwhelm our immune system, keeping us at a point where we can't heal ourselves. That's how, how, why it is that we age. Aging is seen by our bodies as a sickness that needs to be fixed. Do you understand? So uh, the more junk you put into your body the, the, and the more bad energy you, you uh, expose yourself to, by you know watching television and reading books listening to anything that's bad dark negative um you know watch too much news that'll do it to you it'll stress you out and and you get caught up chasing around all these things like they want now they're like racism 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 you know and the, and the sexism 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 me too me too me too right murder murder rape kill murder death kill murder murder kill death Ooh, shooting big guns oh my god fear everyone if you listen to all that you'll you'll lay on the floor with a with a blanket over your head sucking on a cheerio hiding for your life under the bed with a phone with 911 getting ready to hit send that will make you sick if you don't eat the right foods that will make you sick all of those things a compounded beat down your immune system and that's what the catalyst is for diseases to to attack you and kill you if you eat the right foods if you live the right way if you drink the right things and you don't abuse your body and you get the right of sleep you have to balance everything when you do that you have more energy better energy you're eating what we call ascension foods all of this will be discussed by the way on the 21st and 22nd between 8 p.m. or 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. US West Coast America time on the 21st and the 22nd of April, next week, Wednesday and Thursday, depending on where you are in the world, right? It's going to be on your 22nd, wherever you are on the planet, we will be on, on the air on the Earth Day, whether you're in China or California, right? Even though they're literally 12 hours apart, almost 24 hours apart, the, you know, the complete opposite. So we're going to do 12 hours one day and 12 hours the next so it's going to be a total of 24 hours and it will be uh it'll be during that time sometime during the day for you and evening for you no matter where you are on the planet we will be discussing that exact thing during that two-day summit and it's and that that summit is called world earth day 2021 summit it's being brought to you by myself orion rising that's me and candlebook and broom that's my partner virginia risden Okay, we're we are your hosts. We are your producers. We are your directors. We are pu putting this whole thing, funding the whole thing, putting it together for you. We've gotten a group of of twenty, at least twenty speakers, uh, and they will be talking about all these things. They'll be talking about the law of one. We're talking about holistic chakras, uh, foods, nutrition. We're gonna have music. We're gonna have. I'm going to be doing sacred geometry. I'm gonna show you something in sacred geometry that nobody has said anywhere that I have found. I've I I show. I'm going to show you how how much everything vibrates closely to each other and themselves no matter what it is and that it's all the it's all the hex boson the god particle the god gene the god number it's all the golden mean ratio of 1.618 
I'm going to be talking about that. We're going to have uh, psychic mediums talking. We're going to have all kinds of really, really cool stuff. We got like three witches lined up, right? Celeste in the audience is one of them. They're going to come on and do some witchy stuff and talk about witchy things. And all of that's going to be about holistic health and love and light and raising the vibration of not just you, not just me, but all of us and the planet for Earth Day. We do that every single year on Earth Day, and we've been doing it for about five years, maybe longer. Sharon's still in the crowd. She knows we've been doing it at least going back five years. Uh, and we're going to continue doing it every Earth Day. We put some some gig on. And it's always free. We don't charge money for that, even though we're doing, you know, uh, charged webinars where we have speakers that cost money. We don't do that for Earth Day. Earth Day should be free always. And I will continue doing that as long as I'm breathing, if I can. Right. So uh, some of us who are wanderers, some of us have realized that and we have changed our habits in our lives. And as you do that, and as you vibrate, I guess I could put the camera on because I don't think we're going to do any more because I'm already running over. Right. So let's get out of here. Uh, and go back to here so you guys aren't just staring at that. I can actually put this on for you to look at. Instead of instead of looking at that, you can actually see the sacred geometry. What do you think about that, right? Let's, let's, let's put the sacred geometry on here so you guys can see what I'm talking about. All of those right there are patterns uh, that is sacred geometry. That's actually sacred geometry, too. If you look at that mathematical equation right there, it's actually making that spiral. It's making the, the hex boson. It's making the, the right there, like the Fibonacci sequence. Right. So uh, I put this together on purpose and have this on as my um, slideshow always. Right. There's the Fibonacci spiral. The spiral is not Fibonacci. Fibonacci is those rectangles. The spiral is the golden mean ratio. And that is, as you can see, uh, in nature is in everything. That's the one the mathematical equation. One point six one eight. And it is in everything inherent in the universe, including us. Look, your ear. Right. A snail. Everything. Galaxies. Plants. Even our even a spiral staircases that we put together, right? Here's a here's a cactus, right? You you see all these things. So I'm going to be talking about this, and these images will be in the show. I have like a hundred images, but I also am going to show you other things that make up that same stuff. I'm going to talk about gases and solids and uh, everything you can imagine uh, that has to do with uh, reality. And I'm going to show you that on a on a wavelength that we can't see because we don't see that spectrum of light that even a gas moves the same way in a spiral, not a straight line, not like a, a, a cloud. That stuff even moves that way. We just perceive it to move a different way than we think. But if you look at the oceans, the oceans churn the same way. The storms churn the same way. All of that stuff. So there's a little plug as to, as to my sacred geometry that I'm going to talk about for an hour or maybe 45 minutes and then do question and answer on our World Earth Day Summit that we're putting on this Wednesday and Thursday. And at least two or three of the people that are in the crowd currently are going to be on there talking. Um, and I hope to be able to get Peter on because I want to talk, uh, I want to get bring Peter Coyle on uh, with uh, Marlon and myself, Marlon um, uh, Cox, myself, and uh, Virginia. And we're going to talk about spiritualism and, all, and do a lot of comparative stuff and and talk a lot about that kind of stuff, too. So that's going to be really cool. All right, guys. So, yeah, it is 524. But, you know, how I always do like 15 minutes in the beginning of just t talking about crap. And I did a commercial. So I figured I would let it run a little bit long. We'll stop there at that question and we'll pick that up uh, next Friday. Uh, and so tune in next Friday for more of the law of one. Uh, so, guys, it's going to be really cool. Uh, I'll put it in the in the in the, in the chat. I'll, I'll jam the. Uh, 
the meme in there in the video that I have so far. I don't have the one that has everybody's names and pictures of who's going to be there. I'm just hammering that out because we're we shuffled literally but this morning before I left, or I should say this afternoon because it was around 2 o'clock. We were literally shifting a few um, things around to uh, get people set. Because we have people from around the world, we have to have some people on earlier because it's late at night for them or, or vice versa, right? So we're trying to accommodate everybody in that 12-hour or two day 12 hours each day slot to get these people in from the countries that they're in at the time we literally had to record uh one woman i told you about that we we, we recorded her because she's in australia and she was going to be in the deep outback at the time and not have any kind of cell signal whatsoever to be able to communicate with us so we recorded her show uh before she left town while she was still in the major cities one of them uh and then we're going to play that for you and then we have a couple of guys that are, have poetry uh, from Scotland and from Ireland who um, gave us some uh, some videos. And we're hammering that out. We're going to bring those to you and talk about those because their poems are really cool. I'm speaking now just to kind of let those of you who have the visuals and the MP4 see the people that none of these people are, are sponsors of mine. All of these things that you see on the screen, like we, um, those are people that I promote. I'm not being paid by them to do that. It's just like we is, like you saw up there on the screen. If you did it, for those of you in the MP3 podcast, it says, you know, we, and it's we.gov, we uh, make doing good doable. So they're, they're all about teaching the children that giving back and doing good is a good thing to do. And they do things with the children and the children get that feeling of doing something good for the sake of doing something good, and that pays it forward. So I like that organization. So because of that, I promote that on my on my uh, my crawl here. You know, my my scrolling pictures for you guys to see when I'm when I'm on there. And and then this is Chase is a friend of mine. That's his group uh, that he has on Facebook. He's also an administrator uh, for me on Ancient Aliens Worldwide. But here's some sacred geometry, and all these things are actual, um, uh, the, the actual harmonic resonance shape of something that is physical, something that is a sound wave, a light wave, a gas wave, all of those things you just saw right there. Uh, and one of them I use, you see it's Portal to Ascension, uh, and that's a group, portaltoascension.org. That's Neil and, and Saul, his wife, Neil Gore and Saul Gore. They're the creators and owners of Portal to Ascension, and I've been friends with them for about five years, uh, and I've actually worked with them, done some of their uh, webinars, podcasts, uh, things like that, um, been an MC for them for many years behind the scenes doing things for them. Uh, and so, yeah, this, this is the stuff we'll be talking about. Okay, so instead of rambling on anymore, you guys have a great night. Namaste. I love you guys. Let me turn the camera on so you can see I'm a real person here. There I am. Namaste. Right. I love all you guys out there. Share this out. Share this out. Join us on Earth Day, either on the 21st or the 22nd or both eight hours a day. Right. We're going to be doing blocks and then we're going to have a little bit of uh, intermission a couple of times during the course of the day just so that we can reset. So what happens is if you come on and you see that we're not actually there live right now, but it's not 8 p.m. yet West Coast time, know that in about a minute or two, we're going to be back live again. Okay, because we're we're doing that to to reset in in blocks to make it easier for uh, when we're then because a lot of the people are going to want recordings, 
and it's easier for me if I do a block of like four hours, four hours, or, or three and a half hours, because that way when I go to find somebody's stuff, I'm not having to fast forward through 12 hours to find where the guy was. Wait, he was the speaker, the last second of the last speaker, and we got to sit there and fast forward to then edit his stuff, right, out for him to send it to him. So I'm cutting it in a few blocks. So if you if you come on and it says they were just live, but then I'm gone and it's and it's a top of the hour. Wait a minute, we'll be back live in a second, right? So you'll see that happen. Okay, guys. So namaste. Share this out. Share this out. Share this out. Uh, this has been Orion Rising. I am your host Leonard O'Neill. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show, right? Okay. So Law of One next Friday, every Friday, 4 p.m. West Coast America time is the law of one if you're listening on the mp3 uh, podcast it'll go live just a couple hours after that as soon as i get offline usually by the same night or the next day uh, because i have to convert and then um and then uh, convert it again and then load it uh and 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 then pop it out there too so you guys don't get it live um but i'm working on on doing maybe a little bit of that where i can simulcast that way right i might take some of the shows that i do uh to the mp3 only instead of having the visual for the mp4 but i will never do that with the law of one until we're done because some people can listen to it and just listen to it but some of you guys want to be able to read along with it as well so either way there'll still be the live chat all right so I'll, but i'll do that all right so guys have a great night have a great weekend and i hope to see you guys in the audience talking and asking questions on the 21st and 22nd right namaste